Ahoy, mateys! So, we're doing hike part over two. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, round three of filming this. And if you can't tell from my voice, only slightly irritated. Just majorly pissed off. Any hoodly doodle. It better be. This better be the best podcast we've ever <laughs> filmed. Okay, on February 5th, Kate, what did we do? On February 5th, we went to Huawei State Park. It's a recreational area where you can do like picnics or parties or little hike, there's swimming, all things like that. And the hike that we did was a 0.9 mile hike. We did something easy because the weather everywhere else was terrible. Huawei is a special little pocket in Washington where it feels like it is always sunny. It is always sunny in Huawei. So uh, I, we decided to go there. Little did we know it was going to be a lot worse here than it was like, for the last two weeks, it's just been... Dump and snow. And freezing! Yeah. So, anyways, we decided that time to take it easy, and in hindsight, really paid off, because the next week, you guys will hear about it, was absolutely horrendous. Great story. Thank you. I'm just saying, the next week's oh, stories are going to be a great story. you're saying I was a great storyteller. <laughs> uh... This hike was easy. It was really, really windy, but sunny. We got to be out in the sun by the water. Um, I read the informational sheets that they had. Yeah, that was nice. It, <laughs> fun fact, used to be where how they like um, ship stuff up and down between towns. Mm -hmm. Passed through right there on that railroad track. It also used to be a town, and now it's a campsite. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, we had wine in a box, little miniature box. Real fancy. And a bunch of snacks. Yeah, we had jerky, cliff bar, trail mix. Mm -hmm. Trail mix that was lacking on M&M's. I mean, it had M&M's. I just thought, like, you just wanted the whole bag of M&M's. Yes. Minus the peanuts and raisins. So I think the problem we're having right now is that we're both angry, Ups, upsetty spaghettis, so Ups we're rushing through our podcast now. Yeah, we've said it three times, and honestly, you guys aren't, like, really missing out on anything, because um, it was a pretty chill day. It was nice out there, it was windy, but sunny, and we were just out there having a good old time. I was rolling down hills and climbing trees, and... Meaning TikToks. Yeah. All, all just fun stuff. No hiking. Um, we hiked. We went and um, <laughs> we like went up. The first part was like getting to the top it's of this steep, little hill. Yeah. And Kate was like, oh my God. And I was like, don't worry. It, <laughs> it leveled up. It, yeah, it chills out. And then you go around, then you go down and done. We didn't, we weren't enlightened by anything. We didn't really talk about anything. No. That was it. It was fun. Fun, simple, happy life. Alrighty. Alrighty. That's it. See y'all next. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So we talked about Valentine's Day. Yep. For Valentine's Day, we both worked. 
but my boyfriend cooked me a steak and I cooked a baked potato for each of us and we had broccoli and that was our Valentine's Day meal. Delicious. I had KFC alone listening to Taylor Swift in my car, but still great. Love it. Equally as great. Uh, we introduced Chi-Chi and Oakley. That was fun. Chi-Chi, I think if she was fixed, would get along with female dogs a lot better, but she gets a little overprotective with female dogs right now. They didn't, nothing bad happened. It happened. She was minding her own business, and Oakley was trying to, like, play. And... <laughs> so much energy. Yeah. If Chi-Chi wasn't just, <laughs> Chi-Chi just wasn't matching vibe. the vibe. Which, I think it was because she was in the car all day, so she was like, I don't know. I don't really know. Chow normally super active? No. Like, if you look it up, there's, like, little things that tell you about your dog breed and, like, on a scale of low to high. And she's low on all of them. Needs a low amount of attention, a low amount of everything, so. That's the opposite of Oakley. Oakley needs high everything. (laughs) Half half vertical and half lab. She's always pumped. Okay, the facts about a chow chow, y'all. Uh, aloof, so like mm-hmm. kind of dumb, mm-hmm. spacey, um, independent, loyal, and quiet. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an old breed. Mm-hmm. Chinese use them as working dogs. Sigmund Freud had one. Oh, nice. Maybe characteristics? Your social outgoing. Where do you see that? Not usually social outgoing dogs. They tend to be aloof with strangers and can be aggressive with other dogs, but are devoted and protective of their family. Energy level laid back. They live 10 to 12 years. Tendency to drool. Tendency to snore. Does she? She does snore. But not drool. She does drool. Oh. Exercise requirements. Less than 20 minutes a day. Yeah, so needless to say, you get home, butt wiggles. Okay, that's enough factor. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god, again. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, they met and Chi Chi was pretty yeah. aloof. Uh, we went sledding, mm-hmm. yeah. tubing, rafting. Yeah, we bought a water raft, not a, not a thick one like we needed. That's fine. <laughs> we put we needed plastic sleds. Yes, but they were expensive, so we got the tube or raft thing. It could fit like three people, kind of. Not on weight wise, mm-hmm. not us holding rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put the tarp underneath of it, and then held on to the rope behind. The truck. For dear life, I ended up holding on with my like knees and like yeah. clenching it. I think we should have just tied it, but the boys think that they know best, and they don't. I wasn't sure if tying would be good either, just because it would be but just those two points. I don't know. We could have put it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to. I think the boys took over and we let them, which was... You do you. Yeah. I, uh... You're a break again. I know. 
It was fun. I liked it. We went twice before they went, and then it went downhill from there. I would have kept going. <laughs> I wanted to keep going. Yeah. I'm depressed that we did not. Well, the next snow day, you know what we'll be doing. <laughs> 20 bucks for an actual sled. And we'll just buy one. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking we need 800. <laughs> uh, so that's what we did in yeah. February. Yeah. So now we're going to take a quiz. I highlighted them for you. Oh. Alrighty. So a little quiz from the spokesman. Which is up in uh, Spokane. Yeah. Alrighty. One. The safest refuge in a lightning storm is A, under a tree, B, in a car, C, in a boat, or D, under a rock ledge. What do you think? Under a rock ledge. Mm. Yeah, me and too. Here, here's my reasoning. Okay. I think all the other things conduct electricity. Like. A tall tree? Yeah, it's tall. Lightning, ding. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Also, wood isn't wood an electric conductor? Like, but rocks have metals in them too. True, but metals and, not a conductor, is it? Where is a car and a boat going to be when we're out hiking? Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck am I gonna get one of those? I don't know. Okay. So we're gonna go with rock ledge. Mm-hmm. Great. For the safety of wildlife and other visitors, hikers should avoid. A, taking photos of critters. B, feeding wildlife or leaving food or garbage unattended. C, skinny dipping. Or D, eating chocolate. Thoughts? Feeding wildlife and leaving food. Yes. Mostly because... They should avoid that. This one, like, seems like a trick question because it's the longest answer and the other ones are kind of dumb. Like, I don't have to avoid skinny dipping. And also, well... Taking photos of certain animals and how close you get to take said photos. Yeah, if you're not careful, you're going to have to punch a bear in the nose. <laughs> punch it in the nose. So, okay, we'll go with B. A factor known to trigger dangerous wolf encounters is A, hiking with unleashed dogs, B, eating barbecue-flavored potato chips, C, wearing prefer... Prefer. Prefer. Perfume. Or D, building a campfire. Well, they're not moths, so campfires you're safe from. Wearing perfume. Perfume. Uh, I don't know who the F gets up in the morning to go hiking. It's like, I'm just going to use my perfume. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, and then potato chips. I think dogs only like barbecue-flavored potato chips because it's something that they're around and, like, humans are eating. But not wolves. But I don't think wolves are acclimated to the taste of barbecue sauce. Like, Ew. you know, I, so I'm going to go with hiking with unleashed dogs. Uh, yeah, me too. Okay. When meeting horseback riders on a trail, the hikers should A, keep walking, B, yell and wave arms, C, step off the downhill side of the trail unless the terrain makes this difficult or dangerous, or D, turn and run away. See. Yeah. <laughs> Step off the downhill side. Great. And again, I, I know that from riding horses, not from encountering horses like while I'm walking. Yeah. Alrighty. 
The most reliable defense against a grizzly attack is A, pepper spray, B, a .357 Magnum pistol, C, 100% DEET repellent, or D, bear spray. Uh, you don't need any of that. You need your good old fist to punch a it grizzly? in the nose. No, you leave grizzly bears alone. Who do you punch it? Black bears. Black bears are what you punch in the nose. Right, 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 right. Bear spray. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to shoot a bear. That's rude. That's rude. You might not even <laughs> shoot him. I don't even know how big a .357 pistol is. I'm going to go with pistol size. Well, like, you have different size guns. I don't like the, I was thinking of bullet wise. <laughs> oh. Oh. Because there's really, really tiny bullets, and then you is got fatties. What, is that what the number is? Yeah. Okay. So it's probably <laughs> relatively small. Because you have 0.9 millimeters, and those are small. And that's got to be smaller because it's 0.357. I'd be my guess, but I have no idea. Tiny pistol. We're going with bear spray. Okay. Which of the following is not one of the tiny centrals that should be in every hiker's pack? A, M&M's. B, a headlamp, C, extra clothing, or D, water? Water, for sure. (laughs) That's not in your backpack? No, I want my... If it's more room for M&M's, I'm... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) M&M's, you don't need them. You don't need them. You want them. You want them. (laughs) What should every hiker do before heading on a trek? What uh, one? A check weather forecast. B check the road and trail conditions. C leave a trip itinerary with a friend or family member. Or D all of the above. All of the above. Yeah, I go with that one. All right, let's go back and check them. The safety safest refuge in a lightning storm. The answer for that was B. In a car. Why were we thinking? Oh my god, in the last podcast we went on and on about how you shouldn't be in a fucking boat. Oh my god. Great. Anyways, it's in a car, y'all. The car. That's the right answer. Okay. I guess I could see that. I mean, yeah, but. I couldn't see a boat. You gotta book it to your car from your house. I'm not, honestly, I'm not scared of being out in a lightning storm. Which I have that for a later podcast. Oh. Of like what you should I I haven't read so I don't know but I thought it'd be a good topic of what you should do right because I would just keep walking that's I've we went fishing <laughs> I've been there for safety of wildlife uh, <laughs> hikers should avoid doing what we said feeding wildlife that's the correct answer a factor known to triggered wolf encounters we said. Hiking with unleashed dogs. That was correct. Um, When meeting horseback riders, we said step off the downhill side. That was correct. The most reliable defense against a grizzly attack. We said bear spray. That's right. Uh, Which of the following is not an essential? We said M&M's. M&M's. Right? <laughs> and then what you should do before heading out was all of the above, and that is correct. So we basically nailed that. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got six out of seven. Not too shabby. Yeah. Because I feel like under, okay, it's kind of a trick question because you're right. How would you find the safest refuge if 
you're out, like, say you're three miles away from your car and it starts, there's a lightning storm. Like, what are you going to do? Sprint yeah. the three miles back? Get into someone else's car? <laughs> Where is their car? Okay. I'm just thinking of, like, oh, what's the closest thing that we could do mm-hmm. where we're at? But right. granted, how many rock ledges do you find on our hiking trails? True. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the good stuff. Do you guys want to hear about mine and Brad's conversations this morning? Yep. I'm the only one to vote, so. Great. Uh, it was a bunch of topics all thrown together. And it, only, it started off because I saw a Facebook post of, like, how the Mars machine or rover or whatever you want to, I don't know its name. But it basically recorded sound. And me being me, I was like, oh, like, whatever. I'll just keep scrolling through my Facebook, really. And then Brad came along and was like, oh, my gosh, they found or they recorded a sound on Mars. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, what? And I was like, you already, you already saw that. And he's like, when you didn't tell me? So then we went into that. Basically, I was thinking, well, Mars isn't in my lifetime. She means, like, moving to Mars. Yeah, like... Everyone's, not everyone, but a bunch of people I feel like are like, oh yeah, let's find a way to make living on Mars sustainable. Which sure, I'm, we might need that down the road. But right now, that's not a priority I have. It's not something I think about. I don't research it. <laughs> not on my care list right now. And you're, you have a much more valid uh, care, which is like, why are we trying to make another planet livable when we could just try and make our planet yeah so i brought that up and i was like well why are we trying to live somewhere else instead of trying to fix our current planet and he's like well what's wrong with it (sighs) okay so bear with me i don't i don't i don't read anything or research or nothing so this is me just saying oh what about like the population or feeding everybody or what about like all the garbage and trash and everything like actual problems, and he goes on and says, well, the population is in a decrease or curve. Which doesn't mean that the problem is solved. No. And I didn't know that we were decreasing in population, and I don't know if that's because of COVID or... Uh, Well, I'm sure the hundreds of thousands of deaths have to do with it, but mostly it's because, like, our generation is waiting longer to have kids. A lot more people are coming out as gay, so they're not having biological kids. Um, adoption has become kind of like a trend like okay. these it's just like our generations are shifting our like mindsets are shifting because I know a lot more people who are like eh, I don't want kids or maybe I'll have one yeah. kid compared to people being like I want to have five kids like I think it's just coming becoming yeah. unsustainable for people I did name off one of those things I didn't know oh, I guess I didn't realize or think about it but I just said women are more focused on their careers right mm-hmm. now than having children it was my point to that that I made um great and then I was like well eventually we're not going to be able to feed said population with how we are now with raising animals and farming and stuff so we're coming up with new ways like growing meat in labs and things like that which that's a whole nother topic Anyways, then he goes on and... Okay, wait. If we can't even make... This is the thing that gets me is, like, if we can't even make 
life sustainable here, we cannot make life sustainable somewhere else. Because here, at least we have all the things we need, like water, air. We know how to grow food. Yeah. We're trying to, like... Do that somewhere else? That's a little complicated for me. (laughs) I don't know. Brad's thing... And I guess he got this from the guy that does Tesla. Steve Wilkos. Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Steve Wilkos. I don't know. I... Faintly remember this, and maybe it was just from Brad. But basically, Elon Musk is invested in it, and he wants us to move forward. And I don't know, like, maybe I should read up on, like, why. But basically, the gist of it is, like, to prepare for, like, future things. Which, okay. Still, I'm not going to worry about it. You can worry about it. I'd rather read up on solving the climate crisis. Yeah. I'd rather read up on humanities less... I've also never been a big, like, big supporter of space exploration or um, going into space because it destroys the atmosphere every time they go into space. It makes a new hole and then affects climate change more. So, like, I've just never supported it. (laughs) I've just never supported it as much as Mm -hmm. I would support. My other things, like, what's happening up there that I don't know about? Like, why? Why do we need... And that kind of goes into another topic, like, the other topic we talked about was Space Force. And I said, well, why do we need a military strictly for space? And what I pictured was Star Wars with spacecrafts and laser beams and all that jazz. And us just fighting, like, other other people that also have spacecrafts. Okay. First of <laughs> so all. So I don't, I don't know. I don't get this, like, in the slightest, having a, a space force, because who's up there? Yeah, that's, their, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is this something I need to worry about? Who's up there in their, what's that thing called? What's the spaceship on? <laughs> the spaceship? On um, Star Wars. Who's up there in their, what is it? I don't know what we're talking about. The, <laughs> big, the big one in Star Wars. The Death Star. Death Star. Who's up there in their Death Star, just like. <laughs> I don't know. It just, like, doesn't make any sense as to why we think we need to waste money on funding a space force. Brad's thing was, we're preparing. And I said, preparing for what? No, we're trying to (laughs) act big and tough to other countries, and it makes no sense at all. When we could just, you know what we could do with that space force money? Feed people. Feed people. Or cleaning. Cleaning the garbage and oceans. Do freaking something else, something useful. I don't know. Yeah, so, so that was my morning conversation. And I'm not one, like, everyone has their own opinions. Great, love it. But me being me, I don't, I, like you said it earlier, where I put my opinion, my, like, I'm wrong because I don't know. For don't sure. invalidate. Don't invalidate your opinions or invalidate your questions, um, just because you think that you're not as smart as someone else. Because a lot of the times, those people are just pretending to be smart. Like, just because you throw statistics at me doesn't make you smart. I don't know where you got. You just looked up something. I did it. Like, <laughs> we all have different like cares in the world. We all like don't, don't invalidate yourself if you have questions or. 
if you have if what you think is a valid argument, which we're talking about humanities here and like politics, and you don't need a degree to understand those things. You don't even. You do have to read a little, but like. Yeah, it's like I'd rather read up and spit facts back at people. Spit facts. <laughs> I'd rather spit bars, raps. Okay. Just kidding. Um. Yeah. Uh, I had something to add from like way back about climate, the climate crisis mm-hmm. that Kate and I have talked about a bunch today <laughs> since we're recording this. Um, is that you have to like pre- not pretend, believe that what you're doing matters because it does. Like it might seem like a small thing, but everything starts as small things. For example. You Trust. brought up straws. Mm-hmm. So yes, using one straw and throwing it away might not seem like a huge deal, but for every drink you get and you use a straw and everyone's doing that, like it adds up. That's what we mean. I like that challenge. There's a challenge on uh, like TikTok mm-hmm. where for a whole week you have to keep all of your trash with you. Like my pockets? No, you have a bag. Oh, it forces you to think, like, I don't want to carry around that plastic cup. I'm not going to get it, or I'm using that plastic cup for the rest of my drinks for the rest of the week. You're forced to carry it with you in it. Yeah. Rather than just throwing it away and forgetting about it. Which I would struggle so hard with that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You could, it, would, it would be a wake-up call for sure, especially if you want to do van life. You can't. Yeah. Have super loads of trash all the time. It's like, what's Trump going to do now that he's not president? Technically, he still gets paid. So he doesn't not... take any paychecks. He's never what? once taken a paycheck. Probably that's a lie. Oh, probably, so he doesn't have to do fucking taxes. No, he gives it to um, oh. organizations. He don't. He, I don't know. He donates. I don't know my word. Where's that coming from? My grandmother. I don't know. <laughs> don't I just ask know. me where she gets that. I just know <laughs> he just takes the penny because he has to write a penny check and everything else he gives to. Yes, if you're rich, you should. <laughs> you're already rich. Why does he need way more money? But I know he gets paid. Like, if I know presidents, like. They still get paid after presidency? <sighs> yep. Once president, always president. I didn't know that. So, while. President, I know he wasn't taking. Actually, I don't know that for sure. But I heard he wasn't taking paychecks. Now he's not president. I don't know what he's doing. As president, you make four hundred thirty-three thousand dollars a year. I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> Life of luxury. I was like, mm, what is? I can't even think of the percentage. I make twenty thousand dollars a year. What is that? Oh my god. <laughs> like 1%? Love it. Or something? Um, how much does the president make after? After taxes? Do, no, do past presidents um, make. Former presidents receive a pension equal to the pay of the head of an executive department. So executive level one would be paid... $219,000. Okay. So that's how much they get paid after they 
or no longer president. No longer president. Dude, you Wait. would not have to work for the rest of your life. So if you were president and you're getting paid two hundred thousand dollars a year after president, can you still get another job and make even more money? Mm-hmm. They're not even right. though you're making. They're not required to like stop doing anything. Well, I guess my next question is, why do we still pay them? Uh, like a pension, like it's their retirement money. For four years? Where like other people work mm-hmm. 60 plus years? No one said it was a good system. <laughs> oh, okay. Especially if you talk to anyone in poli no one said this was a good system at all. Love that. You learn something new every day, guys. Prisons get paid lots of money. Forever. That's it. That's my new goal. Presidency, <laughs> which you can't be the president until you're 35, so. That's fine. I just need to read up and figure out how to become president, <laughs> which I think you need to be a senator or I could be a businessman. No, nope, you actually don't have to be anything before you're president. <laughs> you have to be a U.S. citizen. 35. 35 years old. And rich. Nope, you don't have to be rich. Yep, because how else do I get my name out? And do advertisements. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> campaigning does cost a lot. IOUs. <laughs> You're like, when I do get president, I'll pay you back. Pay you back. I'll be loaded. <laughs> uh, but you can get like sponsors, sponsors, and like campaign people donate money. Like organizations can't donate mm. money, but individuals can. You think? I don't remember. <clears throat> Interesting. Oh, we talked about uh, the Paris Agreement. Oh, yeah. And how we're back in the Paris Agreement. Yep, Brad doesn't think that's a good thing. I went on a tangent last time. <laughs> okay, go for it. If you don't... So, like, a lot of people who are against the Paris Agreement, which... Which for, explain what it is. Okay, yeah, for people who uh, don't know what to it is... Dumb it down. Basically... Because you read that huge thing. Okay, basically, it's just to keep the increase below two degrees of the overall atmosphere temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what raises temperatures? Uh, greenhouse gases, uh, emissions. What else does it say on here? Oh, I can't read it. Achieve a balance between anthro, anthropo, anthropogenic <laughs> emissions by sources of removals. By sinks of greenhouse gases. So basically... Cars. Yeah. Um, Factories. It's the Paris Agreement and... Wait, under the Paris Agreement, each country must determine a plan and regularly report on the contribution Mm -hmm. that it undertakes to mitigate global warming. No mechanism forces a country to set specific emissions target by the specific date, but each target should go beyond previously set targets. So, basically, it's just an incentive. Like, you join a group. It's the UN, if no one knows what group we're talking about. Um, So, you're, like, in the UN, and then you all sign this thing. It's just called the Paris Agreement because they originally signed it in Paris. That doesn't really mean anything. Fun fact. Didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, most treaties and agreements are just, like, where they're signed. So, there's lots of Paris treaties, which is funny. So is this Paris Treaty blah, 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 blah number? I don't know if they have numbers. <laughs> you just said there's lots of treaties in Paris. There's lots of, well, everywhere there's lots of treaties. Usually it'll say, like, I think this says... Just Paris Agreement. 
under the United Nations Framework Conservation on Climate Change. Yep, maybe that's the full name. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, Brad yeah. thinks it's a bad idea. Your thoughts? My thoughts are like if okay, a better example is like so if a plumber comes to my house and I don't know anything about plumbing, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be in his business telling him about plumbing if he says I need a new, I don't know, dishwasher. I'm going to, okay. Like, it's the same for, like, any political policy, I think. Like, I'm not a politician. I am not um, – What's that word for people who care about the environment? Not care, but environmentalist. Like, I'm not an environmentalist. Like these aren't things that I'm well studied on. And like if you, you if you're not well enough studied on it, you can't really speak to if it's good or bad. Like you know what I mean? Like if you just look at it and it's it like, like that just talked about my entire topic from earlier, <laughs> where I just told you I don't do research. Okay, so if you look at something and you're like. Right. I'm not going to tell a plumber how to do his job. That's what it comes down to. If you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't really understand this, ask questions and do research or whatever if you want to. But, like, it sounds overall good. They're trying to reduce emissions and reduce the, like, overall temperature of the atmosphere. None of that sounds bad. Like, it's not hurting anyone unless you're a capitalist and all you care about is the economy. Um, And the only way it hurts the economy is, like, you know, you, they can't, I don't know, sell, I see, I don't know. It just sounds good. The I don't know sounds exactly. good. I don't know. I'm sure Brad explained it to me once, but, uh, things like that don't stick. It's just, it's just not a bad thing. <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't take anybody's rights away. It's. Okay, well, I guess my question is, why did Trump get out of it then? <sighs> Trump is not a politician. <laughs> or uh, what was what environmentalist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what was that word? Um, like he's neither of those things, and I think he just didn't understand it, and he probably had the same mindset as everybody else. Like this is bad because the economy, but like then tell me how it hurts the economy. It's the same thing with like people being like, oh well, we shouldn't have state mandated or like federal welfare. But if we didn't, we'd be paying a lot more money, like, for... So people who don't have... It's like you lost me. Okay, listen. (laughs) I don't know if this will be in here or not. But if you don't have insurance, but you go, you break your leg, and you go to the hospital, you don't have insurance, and you can't pay for it, the states have a set amount, or maybe it's counties, have a set amount of money that they have to spend in order to, like, pay doctors and pay medical bills of people who don't have insurance. Whereas, like, if more people had Medicare or Medicaid, either one, like, then that takes care of it for Wait a minute. less money than it would. So I don't need insurance? They'll still fix me? Yeah. Legally, they... <laughs> That's what you got from that game? Yep. <laughs> I know insurance is expensive. Keep your insurance um, if you can afford it. <laughs> the thing is, is like they you, they put so much more money into paying for those people who didn't have insurance than they would just doing like a national insurance or like whatever. They're, but they don't want to look at that 
because they're like, well, we don't want people to depend on the government, which like is a fair argument, but at the same time you're wasting money. So then it goes back to like the Paris agreement where you're not looking about the planet or like welfare. You're looking at um, what it's doing to the economy, which ultimately is a small price to pay in the grand scheme of like hopefully reducing emissions. Do you want to stay alive or do you want to go to economy for the time of your life? <laughs> I'm just going to think. That's how I kind of see it. Like, We should want to fix the environment over the economy. Because we won't have an economy if we're all dead. Yeah. Right? I guess. How would you have an economy if you're dead? Well, why would I be dead? What happens if... Okay, I back up. What happens... If we do go over 0.2% or whatever. Well, that's that number is saying they're trying to, like, for a long time we were going up. The temperature was going up by a lot of degrees in a year. And now they're trying to keep it below going up two degrees. So, like, it's like a general average for the whole right, but like What happens if it does? Uh, you know, trees and animals start dying. The CO2 levels go up, oxygen level, like the trees won't be able to keep up. So that's why we're doing the Mars thing. Mm-hmm. Did we just get on the brand side? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, no, no. Still against we, Mars. <laughs> remember in the last conversation, we were talking about going to Mars. And the theory was that Brad had was that we're leaving, we live in these pods. And these pods have these machines that take the CO2 mm-hmm. that's on Mars and make it into oxygen. Mm-hmm. So if we raise 0.2 degrees and CO2 rises, then we have those machines that we're building for Mars or Earth. Except for we need an atmosphere to keep us. Well, I'll fix that. From to keep the sun <laughs> from burning us alive is what we need the atmosphere for. That was such a confusing topic. If anyone's confused, we're also confused. So, yeah, if you actually have information you want to share with us, please do. I'll read it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, like, basically, we need an atmosphere, which is what keeps us from burning alive under the heat of the sun. And the atmosphere, we're, like, destroying the atmosphere with, like, emissions and greenhouse gases and going to space. So... Then, instead of them trying to solve those issues, they're more focused on space. Yeah. Which, you first of all, you can't take the entire population of Earth to space, I mean, Earth to Mars. So, like, who gets to choose who stays here? And It'd be the rich people first that could afford it. Right? So, <clears throat> I just think it's a waste of money. Okay. <laughs> I think it's uneconomical. <laughs> Which goes back, you were saying it doesn't affect us now, but it might affect your children. Yeah, it might not happen in our lifetime. My grandpa is, like, super against recycling and doing anything for the environment because he said, oh, well, I'll be dead before anyone has to worry about it. I said, but I won't be. Like, my kids won't be. Your great-grandchildren. People don't have that mindset. Will be suffering. Oh, of thinking about other people, yeah. Well, I'll be fine, or I'll be dead before it affects me. Which isn't necessarily true. Like, some things, yeah, like, we're not going to Mars in this lifetime. Not ours. 
but um, other things will affect us, like straws, emission, like overpopulation, no food, <laughs> because eventually poverty will like seep in to like more and more classes. So, like, right now, below the poverty line... Technically, we live below the poverty line. Do we? The poverty line is $25,000 a year. Love that. For Maybe that's for a family? What is a single lady? Uh, let's see. So, not us. One, a one-person household would be $13,000 a year, and you'd be in poverty. I mean, more than that, though. I don't know how much I made this year. Well, how did it say this year? <laughs> I but, think it's like an average of the years. No, it would just be the one year. Because I think one, one year, year you can be in, in poverty, poverty in the next. I'm a millionaire. At least that's the presidency. The American dream. <laughs> be in poverty one moment. It's anarchy. Politics in America are, is anarchy. And we're not a political podcast, y'all. We this just, is just my morning conversation. <laughs> That got super hectic and out of control. Let that be stated. Um, something light. Any job news this week, Kate? You worked on your resume? That's all I've Oh, happy birthday, Sadie! Oh, yeah! It's your 21st! It's coming up tomorrow! tomorrow. And maybe some hangover life tips. Before you're hungover, when you're drunk, um, try to drink early. In the night. Early in the night, okay. So that you can, like, start to be undrunk. <laughs> Lie down. Uh, greasy food helps more than carbs. And uh, if you remember John, he would take straight shots of uh, olive oil. Ugh. He said that helped uh, something with the absorbing of alcohol. Don't know, though. Try it and find out. Um... <laughs> Drink before you go to bed, taking the leave. Water, water, water. Drink water all night <laughs> if you can. Or only have one drink per hour. Guess you're not getting fucked up then though. Hmm. Kate, what'd you let's talk about what we did on twenty first. Okay. You go. Nothing. Why didn't you do anything? Just uh, we had a dinner party. Wasn't it working? And we had one bottle of wine between me and Hannah, and that was it. And then after the party, my boyfriend at the time didn't want me to go out, and I didn't have any friends that were 21, so so I wasn't hungover at all, but I was up till 5 a.m. Love that. My 21 run was an actual 21 run, where sorority girls made me, I had a crown <laughs> bottle shaped, and on the back of it was, uh, I guess, challenges I had to do. I don't think I got all of them. One of them was take 21 shots. Uh, no puking, take pictures with all the bartenders, things like that. Hmm. And I was started at John's Alley, went to Champions, went to the garden, puked at the garden, went to Mingles, and went back home. Okay, now once you're drunk, what are your tips besides greasy food and water? The next day, I always have McDonald's breakfast. Mm. I get a number one with an extra hash brown and a large orange juice. Love that. I typically can't handle coffee until later in the day when I'm hungover. And I drink a crap ton of Gatorade. Um, Other than that, eat potatoes. It helps with being nauseous. So I'm assuming that's why my 
greasy fried potatoes help. Yeah, it's like, hmm, hash browns. I don't think I have, like, a set ritual that I do, like you do. Like, where you get a McDonald's every time. Uh, I just drink water and sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Plan to stay in bed the whole next day, like, if you're, like, yeah, getting... Otherwise, like, if you have to go to work, I would say eat ice chips, lots of Gatorade. Advil. Advil. I'd stay away from anything with, like, tons of caffeine. Throw up. Yeah, that helps a lot. It will help so much, especially if, like, say you're drunk and you know you're really, really drunk and you're going to have a hangover and you're on your way home. Make yourself throw up. Because then at least you're getting it out then and you're not going to be super nauseous the next day. Find a path, y'all. Drink your electrolytes. I don't know. 